You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast. Guess who's back? Our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage and an attempt to understand summertime in a quarantine during pandemic. And the so- how to soccer league not funded MLS. We're your host for mornings <laughs> on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor. He's been in the locker room on the pitch and on a bicycle across all of Western Washington. He is Brandon from the internet. Not quite all of Western Washington, but... Uh... Like definitely Carnation and Duval. <laughs> yeah, you you don't respond to my my texts and stuff, Brandon. I'm going to say all over Washington. Okay, yeah, that's okay. how this is working. Yeah. Just a quick solid click on through to Apple Podcasts or however the crap you listen to this stupid show and give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever non-Seattle Sounders FC cyclist. Yeah, from uh, Wout Van Art to Julian Alaphilippe. Is it Art or Ert? It's uh, it's art. I mean, that's how they say it on the broadcast all the time. So I'm Welvin Art. I assume that he's in contention for the Golden Clog this year. <laughs> he is Belgian. Yeah. Oh, he's Belgian. Yeah, yeah oh. he's Belgian. Do they Belgian. wear clogs in Belgium? Get the hell out of here, Belgium. We don't <laughs> want any of that. I heard. Hey, didn't, sick- you, didn't you watch a guy get stabbed on a train station in Belgium or something? Dude. That was crazy. There was a terrorism incident at the yeah. um, at the. It was in not in Belgium. It was in the Netherlands. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, at the uh, main station there. So you um, found it really hard to f- run away in your wooden clogs. Yeah, they don't. It it was lightly raining, and they don't have any traction on the bottom. So it was yeah. like a bit on a bit on a bit on a bit on a bit. Couldn't get away. It was, um, I think you know what I'm talking about. This yeah, week, yeah. the fifth place Sounders FC take on COVID nineteen in a battle for the please don't go bankrupt MLS Cup. Brandon, How could you go I, bankrupt if you just put the Adidas logo bigger and bigger <laughs> in the middle of the pitch? <laughs> So awesome. They should figure out how to put it into the back of the net so that way whenever they cut to a replay and they show the net, there it is. Like yeah. you know how they'll put like different colors or checkered patterns or whatever? They should have the Adidas logo back there. They should just do like uh I mean technology's oh, come it. so far nowadays that there's a like they just do Snapchat filter on all of the players' faces that they all turn into like Adidas logo. No 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 no, I've got it. The refs should wear capes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Imagine a flowing cape behind a ref that had Adidas on it as he was running down the pitch trying to catch up with Jordan Morris. Like, yeah. I'll get there. I feel and like a- the uh, uh, Robert Sabiga, I think is his name. He's the he's the bald one that looks like um, like Spanish Lex Luthor. Uh, oh, yeah. I love that, that guy. That guy with a cape would look like an evil villain for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, th- this is a good idea. Maybe a, like a Zorro mask yeah. <laughs> and a cape. Yeah. Like Zorro mask sponsored, obviously, by whatever the life armor, water right, shield armor, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what would they? Uh, I, oh, oh, okay. If you, if they're okay, cape. <laughs> Zora mask, and instead of a red card, they like they fling like a, a bandana or like something very like a ribbon, <laughs> like really flourishy. No, they could do it like a matador. They could one side of yeah, the cape exactly. is yellow yeah, yeah. and the other side is red, and they could. <laughs> then they get hit by a bull, and the bull eats them, and it's awesome. Uh, Ozzy Alonso's just sprinting at them <laughs> at full speed. If anyone didn't miss this podcast, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um. So a couple a couple things. One, MLS is back is officially over, and um, it ended. We're recording this on Wednesday the twelfth. It ended uh, last night, and it is shocking to me, like how bad the tournament was. As somebody who has constantly made fun of it at every turn, yeah. The reason I mainly bring this up now, though, is because this morning. I was about an hour into my show before I was like, oh yeah, MLS Cup, or MLS's back cup was last night. And it literally was not trending this morning on Twitter, right. which I'd already been on for like two hours. What a disaster. It's, if, you're, it, if, you're, if your tournament to cap the best team of your entire league is not trending, and one of the teams is one of the most popular. Yeah, well, hold on. Like, it's, uh, it is the tournament to... Uh, to determine the the I don't I, I I don't know if I would be able to say that it's the best team in the entire league. It is the team that was most uh, willing to spend six weeks in Florida, <laughs> I think. And Orlando City, who played in the final, doesn't count because they spend all of eternity in Florida. From, from Florida, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so here's the deal, though, is that I never looked it up. So do you know who won MLS's back cup? Yeah, but I don't really feel like I want to talk about it. Does it come full of like Robotussin? And you're like, here you go, congratulations, yeah. everyone, take a drink, get on the plane, you'll sleep <laughs> yeah. great. No, it's the hy- hy- hydroxychloroquine or whatever. It's full oh. of that. <laughs> Man, I think they should make that uh, to a, like an Alka Seltzer tablet where you drop it in and it fizzes and you get like a little effervescence. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> Did you see heavy, uh, like, MLS? So, first of all, you cannot convince me that this tournament matters at all mm. in any way shape or form Same. except for except for the first three games like we've talked at length about how that tournament no you just can't does not matter yeah you can't, you can't convince, convince me of those games either no <laughs> yeah and um and but then mls the league is you know at least their social team is putting out these tweets left and right that are basically like um you know making a big deal out of the trophy that they're using uh mm. for the for the tournament which is just like it looks like a trophy that you could, uh, like they went down to that trophy shop in South Lake Union that always has the yeah. funny signs uh, on the on the outside and said, mm-hmm. please give us something, put this logo on it uh, and use it. Great. Thanks. For my 10 year anniversary of working at the end, someone got me a cooler looking trophy. So shout outs to Leslie. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and, and second of all, the, it, this is... It's so stupid. They they put out a tweet that was like, um, "We've officially done it. We have set the uh, Guinness World Record for the largest self-contained soccer tournament in history." And I'm like, "That's like saying like I am the best 29 year old named Brandon who lives in my apartment." Like, yeah. yes, you did that because you're the only one that does it. <laughs> I'm the work from home champion, Lori. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
uh i just it's 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 so funny like um it's one thing to say like here's a tournament that we're doing because we have to make money and we have to like be able to pay our players so we need to give them something to do to be able to pay them um like please you know go do this but it's another thing to like say we're gonna do this and we're gonna pretend like it's a big deal it's like just let's just let it be what it is which is crappy and stupid but like a necessary evil for sports fans right i want to go i want to go back and listen to the pod where we first discussed there being a tournament and how excited i was about it yeah. like my excitement level was at this maximum because you're watching other sports kind of start to come back and you were seeing how it could be done yeah and how yeah it's obvious that there's not fans in these stadiums but it becomes something that you can put out of your mind because of the presentation is so excellent and now Formula One is full on back. They've had five races, and it's been so exciting because the product is great, and they're doing it in like this super safe way where they've only had one person out of like ten thousand tests. They've only had one person come back positive, which sucks because he can't drive the car, and there's only like fifteen races, and he's missed two, and probably will miss a third. That part blows. But the idea that two teams didn't compete at this tournament is because of America. That's right. one. But then two, the presentation was just so. Poor. It's terrible. And it looked. It looked so second, maybe even third rate. Like for real, we joked about this, but I went back and watched some clips from when John Manley and I did a couple games as a joke, right? Um, commentating for Sounders S two, yeah. and like the production is only slightly better than a USL match from five years ago, which is very <laughs> concerning. In this day and age, and how proud they were of having rented cranes to put lights out. Like, like, how is this a thing? And how are they so proud of it? And then, I like, I ran a poll on um, Full Ninety Podcast or whatever our Twitter is now. I can't remember. We changed it now. It's yeah, it's at at Full Ninety Podcast. Thanks, buddy. Um, I ran a poll, just being like, how many minutes have you watched since the Sounders were eliminated? And I literally didn't watch one single minute, despite like trying to remember to watch yesterday. I was like, oh, that finals tonight. I should probably watch that if we're going to podcast. Totally forgot. There's no urgency. There's no anything. And it leads me to believe that the only goal of this tournament was to make sure that the checks still came in for the sponsors that had spent the money for a year-long 100%. sponsorship. 100%. Um, and- and I can like you, you can name a thousand reasons why that hap- why it's like that from the blue sidelines where if a player runs too close to the side his head disappears to the <laughs> ball being you know kicked crossed in from the corner and it disappears because you got to have the fans up there because the fans are so important that we <laughs> that we're putting everyone's safety at risk just so we can put a digital fan up there going like woo I love the, the the ball keeps going out on the sidelines you have those like massive blue things that like yeah the players literally disappeared into the background it's like are you going to take a throw in no i'm going to take a smurf in i'm going to take a smurfer <laughs> kick <laughs> did he get abducted or did a gator get him i don't what yeah. happened what yeah. happened to Zhao Paolo? Um, yeah. ah, that's anyway. a great question. So I had this like crazy realization. On Friday, they released more matches that everyone's going to play because unlike other tournaments that were deciding the season, they're going to keep going at it because they got to make that revenue. And, you know, we both know people who work for Seattle Sounders FC. And some of those jobs are gone now because yeah. of this, because there is no money coming in. And so I, like, I can't just be as callous as I have been about this god-awful tournament when it comes to like a season here where if they could be playing it should we and there's like a whole conversation to be had about that and i don't know where i fall because i want the sport to come back healthy but also you need 
to not sacrifice the human beings to make that possible. But I started asking... Yeah, go ahead. No. I started asking some questions about this because I I got... I just feel real bad for everybody. You can read a blog now at 1077thend.com I did about the new season. They introduced six games that are going to be played, six matches, three at home, three away, uh, as phase one of the third start to the season, which is insane. But I started to wonder, like, other than being a total disaster, do we underestimate how hard it is to have like a successful soccer league or is MLS that bad of a league that the tournament was terrible and it's like we should have expected more was the tournament itself just a low point and the the whole thing can come back really strong like I I don't know how to position this because I'm watching other people get it right, but not within the context of American COVID-19. I I don't know what to think. I think that's the point. What you just said is like, uh, first of all, MLS is what it is in the American sports landscape, right? Like it is not the uh, page 1A uh, sport like it's, yeah, it's, it's not the it NFL. doesn't have the NFL money it doesn't have the NBA money to like put on these huge great productions also soccer is a hard sport uh it's a different sport to watch without fans in the stadium right like NBA uh you pick up a lot of noise uh the, those those atmospheres aren't crazy like it's they're small pit you know small stadium small uh field the action is back and forth it's just non-stop soccer without fans is is uh, really difficult to watch, even with piped-in crowd noise. You just know it's not, it's not there. But but you watch. But, but hold on. But the, the part of that could easily be solved if the league just, if the league just polished it up a little bit. Sure. You watch the Hotspur Stadium. Uh, you know, as an Arsenal supporter, why am I even saying that? But you watch. Tottenham it has this beautiful facility and at least like you feel like you're watching a top tier sport being played even but that's if it's because slow. that's because the Premier League is what it is in England right like they have the money to go cover all but like I mean all of this aside uh, it's it's I think at the end of the day what you're talking about is sports being played in America right mm. now like the in fact Florida in Florida of all places I mean you're talking about the 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 league coming back I think it's ridiculous and and i think uh this uh matt g hall on twitter says it like this he says mls uh almost four thousand cases a day we better shut down the season also mls only sixty thousand new cases a day perfect time to reopen like mls decided to cancel the season when there were four thousand new cases a day granted testing and all of that stuff has gone up but we just know how much worse it is now yet when they decided to cancel the season with only 4,000 new cases a day, you know, two months ago or what, however long ago it was, um, th- now now that it's like hurting their pocketbooks, they're like, okay, we need to we need to open up, even though there's way more cases, there's way more deaths. Uh, we're gonna have fans in stadiums in Texas. Like, come on, man! Like Dallas and Houston are gonna have, uh, or so Dallas at least is going to have fans in the stadium at a reduced capacity. Uh, but da- like Texas has <laughs> one of the worst one of the worst uh, 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 case rate in in the entire country. So, th- and that's where I start to like have some heart here because like I feel like these guys are trying to save the league. These guys and gals, it's not just dudes. Yeah. I feel like the MLS 
executives are trying to save the league because if you don't have a league, how many teams can survive until next year without the government bailing them out? And I don't know the answer to that. And I like, I'm sure it's going to be hard for Seattle Sounders FC to keep going. Like, is Zulily even going to exist next right. year? Like, and that's a huge chunk of change for just the shirt sponsor. Like, little things like that that add up. Like, you imagine. And we're so fortunate that we have such a well-supported and such an extremely successful squad. They go to the playoffs every year. They've won a couple MLS Cups. I mean, you know all this from it. And, like, the city takes it really seriously. And even then, I post on, like, the end and, like, one person comments on it or whatever. Even such a popular sport has a hard time breaking through. I can't imagine if you're Columbus uh, yeah. who just fought to stay alive, or one of the new teams, how yeah. impossible this is going to be, unless you're in a place where soccer is already culturally an important sport. And you could argue that it kind of is here, but then the NFL comes rolling in with its giant merchandise. And the yeah. NFL is like Star Wars, where the product really isn't even the most important part. It's the idea that you get into it and you buy up all the merch and then you right, right, right. punch people in the head. I just assume that's part of it. But yeah, um, yeah and so... like. The, then you say, I, I I feel for them. I'm like, they're worried about losing their league. And then they're like, and we'll have fans in Texas. And I'm like, go to hell. Like, yeah. just get, get your get out of here with your fans in Texas. Well, what's I mean, it's frustrating is like you saw um, we I mean, we saw at the beginning of all of this and you've and you've said it now, like England was super hard hit by covid early on Italy, France, like these countries really, really struggled. And now. Uh, they were able to all complete their seasons without some like podunk tournament in Florida or whatever the equivalent of Florida is in uh, in England. I don't know, mm. like Portsmouth. Uh, <laughs> I, like, is that the Florida of England? I don't um, think they have a Florida. I think that I think if you ask the English, they would say Wales. <laughs> What's the Florida of England? Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scotland might say that England is the Florida <laughs> of the UK. Yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna. I hope we don't have any English fans. Um, I hope we do. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. But you look at all these other countries who like just got their shit together, right? And were able to do what they needed to do and open up and like um, not have a bu- uh, as extreme of a bubble, but they were still able to like successfully have a season. Um, it, you try to put that here and like try to carry on as if everything is fine. Like MLS might as well be run by our president at this point because they're 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 moving forward as if nothing is happening yeah it's uh i mean it's indicative of the american business landscape in some capacity in some regards you know there's obviously like my company does is not sending any of us back to work until the new year and so there's obviously a ton of businesses here that are uh, mine's such a large-scale communications company that like it's easy to be like american businesses don't care but like mine actually does and so uh so i don't want to be too dismissive but there are plenty that don't yeah so then i then i pivot over here to the um sounders own social media right and like they're the equivalent of that meme that's like changed my mind where like i look at a post from yesterday it's like there are plenty of reasons to be excited for the next phase of the regular season top of the list we still stop stop trying to sell me on why we should look forward to it you play great soccer i'm into it but like it's uh, the obvious reasons to like soccer are still there. You don't have to convince me that this is a safe thing, though, because it's also, definitely not. Also, the top of the list being that these two players haven't been on the pitch at the same time <laughs> is like not a great reason, <laughs> like to be excited. Like, yeah, yeah. I of course I'm excited to see Jao Paulo and Nico Ladero play alongside of each, like alongside each other. Great. Top yeah. of the list should be like 
because soccer is being played because the league had like you haven't had a a match in Seattle since like March, you know, like come on. I wonder I wonder if they will if they'll change the rules for travel to allow teams to charter every flight so that way they can They did. Stay. I think they did they actually already have said that is that um that charters will be uh I think if not allowed but required. Uh, yeah. which is but, a lot of the players are fans like in. But a lot of players are now like, hmm, hmm, interesting. Now you can find the money to have charters uh, for every match. It's tough, though, because at the same time, I, I am trying to keep this open mind about, like, it's easy for us to crap on the people that run the league, but, like, I don't know what their concerns are. Sure. And I don't know how much transparency there is. So before I'm like, Don Garber's the worst, I have to, like, try and keep an open mind about what his worries are. But then they say that there's going to be fans in Texas, and it's like, how much do you actually worry about your players, which is technically the product, and then the fans are what are going to make you that money, and obviously yeah. don't give a crap about them. So yeah. Well, yeah, you look at... Uh, so there's four teams so far who have said, yes, we are going to have fans. It's Dallas, uh, which we know what Texas is like right now. It's terrible. It's yeah. uh, Kansas right City. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Kansas City, which I don't know much about how... Um, because uh, aren't they technic? Don't they technically play in? Uh, um, I don't know where their stadium uh, is. I think they they play in Missouri. Yeah, uh, and Missouri's so, bars are open. Things are going wild. Yeah, which means nothing because it could still be a, a hellhole. Uh, Utah, so RSL and Nashville, and I like granted, I don't know what the cases and the rates and blah 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 all, all those places is, but the fact that they're like filling, not filling a stadium, as if FC Dallas could do that on a regular day. Um, <laughs> According to Brad Evans, that, that was a great tweet from him. Uh, but like the fact that they're even going to have some sort of gathering, I'm a I'm a pro cycling fan, right? I've been watching a lot of um, like so pro cycling in Europe has returned, and even they who aren't selling, they don't sell tickets to begin with. Like fans just like crowd the uh, the the roads that these races are on. Um, even they are banning fans from going, and they have their first of all, they have their cases uh, like way way down, and their positivity rate way way down uh but also like they're not even selling tickets and they're like hey please don't come to these because we don't want to like uh a you to infect each other and b possibly infect the riders now do you want content yes or no and if you do what are you willing to accept like yeah i don't know where i don't know where you're at right now but i no longer give a crap about oh this artist is going to be playing an acoustic guitar in their bedroom and it's right. going to sound terrible and like i i just don't post malone set the mark on that and since then i've i've uh, haven't seen much that has really moved me other than that pearl jam thing the, yeah uh, the the washington recovery what was that called it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so, like I'm over that stuff. And so if you want like the highest caliber of entertainment to happen again, you have to play by these rules. And for the entire country not to be able to agree what those rules are because the league isn't being tough about it, get out of here. What a bunch of yeah. – like do you – you know, you look at even at MLB right now is having so many problems. I was talking to my friend in St. Louis, and she said that um, the Cardinals have missed four series because of this. That's yeah. a, that's a quarter of the season. You know, yeah. like I mean, approximately a fifth of the season. You can't. Yeah. That's not sustainable. There's no way that you can even say that it's fair competition then, or that you can really crown somebody as the champion. This is purely about keeping us from going crazy as fans and making sure that the sponsors have to sign those checks because you're delivering on what you agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
I, I don't even, I, I, I've been thinking about this. Like I usually would be so excited about the Sounders coming back. Uh, yeah. I, I would usually like, but I mean, ever since I, I almost completely missed the news that they announced that, you know, six games and then some, right. They, they're just six announced. There's still more to come to, you know, quote unquote, finish the season. Uh, yeah. Nine, nine teams of each conference are going to make the playoffs, which is basically everybody at this point. Um, what is that? Is that literally, there's 24 teams right now? 26? Yeah. 24? Yeah. So uh, that's 24. Yeah, I think. So that's 12 per. <laughs> so yeah. it's like three teams don't make the playoffs. Then, <laughs> yeah. That? Yeah. Basically it's, it's like six, six teams total will not make the playoffs. They're like, you know what people want is more playoffs. After the success of this tournament, let's make right. another tournament well, it's even just hard. worse. It's just hard at this point to like give a crap about MLS. Ugh. It's hard. Like I've, I've just found myself not being excited, even when the Sounders do come back, uh, to watch the Sounders. Even like not a not like yeah, we joke about not joke. Like realistically, I didn't watch any of MLS's back tournament after yeah. after the Sounders were eliminated. Zero. Um, and. And I don't know if it's, if it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched any of that. I don't know if I'm going to watch any, I mean, I'll probably watch the Sounders obviously, but like, yeah, you need to for this podcast, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. I, right now I just have no motivation unless you want to turn it into a cycling and sumo podcast. (laughs) Well, and, uh, I've got a crazy story for you from the sumo world. Yeah. The July tournament happened a couple weeks delayed, but while we were missing in action, the July tournament happened. And a guy who used to be at the top of the ranks, one short of Yokozuna, is Ozeki. He blew out both of his knees and then got diabetes. Oh. It was Wilford Brimley. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he went down, like he got relegated like four divisions down. He is a giant of a man at almost 400 pounds, I think. Toreno Fuji came back, and he made his, after three or four years of battling back, he made it back to the top division again and won the July Basho. I, it was, I don't like him because he's totally a villain and a, and a heel, uh-huh. and he like, uh-huh. is like an intimidator, and he's just not that, he doesn't have the character and the, the fighting spirit that I like, but, yeah. um, but he came back out of what was surely going to be retirement and put another championship under his giant fat guy sumo belt. <laughs> another t- championship and a bunch of insulin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they said that he beat diabetes. Diabetes, I'm trying to always say it the right, Wilford Brimley course. way, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they said that he beat diabetes. And I'm like, wait a second. He got he beat his disease. And I was like, wait, what do you mean beat? Like, he just was like, get out of my body. He's like, get <laughs> it out. Like, oh, no more diabetes. I took out he my took kidneys. A- he took a bunch of uh, essential oils that my mother-in-law is always hawking. Stop. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but I can't believe that like, it took cycling so long to come back, though, man, because Sumo had fans. They had a limited capacity where it was only one person per, like, uh, they, they sit in boxes with, like, four, right. and you can only have one person per, unless it was the same family, had to social distance and everything. But you're still sitting in a tiny room full of fat guys smashing into each other, breathing <laughs> the same air all the time. But Japan yeah, yeah. has done arguably better than us, but is not doing great, despite the fact that they say they are. There's just limited testing. Anyway, um, they had fans there, and they were inside doing that, cycling literally outside, like where the air circulates, and you might be sucking up the air from the guy in front of you's farts, but like other than that. (laughs) Well, I think that's like, uh, with cycling, it's definitely a thing. I mean, I've been on 
uh, rides with friends before where you feel like all you're doing is sucking up farts the entire time. You're um, like, hey, guy, let's a little less drinky drinky the night before, okay? There's there's nothing more motivating to go faster and get in front of somebody than sucking a person's farts for nine minutes. Can you, can you just, like, clip that right there and we will make that? Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, that's, like, you look at a cycling... Um, First of all, I have, a, I have a, well, second, I'll tell you a story about uh, a similar uh, recovery to championship story that you just told me about sumo in a second. But cycling, like you have the Peloton, which is the massive group of riders, like that right there is a gathering of over 50 people, right? Mm. Um, granted, Europe has figured most of this stuff out and figured out how to get sports back together and how to have people in uh uh, gatherings together without uh, worrying about killing everybody over 65. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, 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 there's this one guy since coming back. He, he's the Belgian guy, Wout van Aert. And he is... Uh, he last year during the Tour de France, during a time trial, a team time trial, or was it personal? I think it was an individual time trial. doesn't matter. He uh, went into a barrier and tore his, like, entire shoulder open and had a massive injury and was out for the rest of the season. Uh, it's similar to um, F1 or other racing series, right? Where they like Tour de France is obviously the one that everybody knows. Um, but you know, there's a lot of other uh, big Vuelta races. Yeah. Vuelta, you got the Giro and then you have a bunch of like small single day races and, and all of that. Anyway, he tore his like entire shoulder open was out for the rest of the season. People thought that he might be done. Um, for a couple of years, he came back and ever since he's been back, he's won every single today. I mean, there was a race today. He's won. First of all, he won, uh, uh, two races in the last week. And then today came back. There's this massive three stage race. Um, and he won the first stage of it. So he, he's just absolutely, uh, tearing it up right now. He did not have to defeat diabetes though. So turns out that hydrochloroquine is an amazing advantage gain when you're out there racing. So Only- good job. Only if you're Belgian. Only if you're Belgian. Yeah, you just, infuse it in a waffle and you're all good. Oh my god. <laughs> We're going... <laughs> we have reached a new low. Uh, I'm just looking at some test results here for the Premier League. I just looked that up. And round 14 tests were conducted between July 13th and 19th. So right there at the end of the return of the season. And they tested 2,200 people and had zero positive tests which is crazy. The week before, I had one positive. It's averaging between zero and one for like two months at a time in in England there where they're testing everybody. So it's like clearly they're doing things differently. How are they doing on uh, hamstring injuries? Oh, much better than us as well. Is English (laughs) sports science that much better? (laughs) We'll find out next. Okay, so we don't have um, a ton to go on because there's not really a lot happening. But uh, how about that? Brad Smith. He must be having a hell of a time right now. Yeah, Brad Smith. uh, Brad Brad Smith, as we know him, Mm. is uh, single again, ladies. (laughs) Uh, actually, that's not true. I think he's still married. Probably even has a kid. Uh, but he, in, as far as the Sounders are concerned, he is available. Oh. Uh, yeah. So he's been playing with uh, Bournemouth, and they have recently released him or 
freed him. I don't know. Were they freed him? <laughs> he, he was trapped. Go, he was trapped in a crystal. He was trapped in a crystal. Go, come back. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he is now he is now free, and the Sounders seem interested in bringing him back. Um, so that would be a very interesting uh, thing. Uh, Brad, Brad Smith playing at left back. Obviously, New Who. I think New Who's been looking good. He's been looking less crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I don't know if we need uh, Brad Brad Smith right now. You've even got Joven Jones, who's been a great uh, change of pace when uh, late in the game, if you need that. He's a great uh, you, one-two punch to to New Who. You can totally. you get a different player, and so you can really change a game up by switching them out. I think it's interesting, though, that on the opposite side of the field, there's also some nibbles. Yeah, I mean, so Brad Brad Smith, while available and great, the Sounders might not necessarily uh, need to bring him back with Nuhu in his current form. Um, however, you know, great. On the other side of the field, Kelvin Leardham, who is probably approaching the end of his contract, been with the Sounders now for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, former Sounder and uh, current Newcastle United player in the Premier League, um, is I guess fallen out of favor and is likely coming up on uh, being a free agent um, and will need to, uh, I guess that he has expressed some interest uh, according to sources uh, coming back to Seattle. The Sounders obviously have expressed some interest. Uh, DeAndre is a Premier League caliber um, or at least was a Premier League caliber caliber, uh, right back. Kelvin Leardam has looked really good, but I don't think that there's any um, doubting that DeAndre just brings a something completely different yeah to that but deandre doesn't bring the golden clog okay that is absolutely right yeah he might be better at playing soccer but he doesn't bring <laughs> that shininess of scoring four goals in one season <laughs> uh, yeah so i that would be that'd be a crazy that would be really awesome to bring him back um right sure. now there's a lot of like complications with the allocation order and and things like that if he were to come back like the sounders would have to shell out quite a bit of money uh in order for him to to be able to play for seattle um we won't want we wouldn't want another freddie montero situation where you know deandre yedlin comes back and plays for the Sh- chicago fire that sucks <laughs> Or the Portland Timbers. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, it's interesting, the off-season, mid-season, on-season rumors that are happening <laughs> with all these different leagues playing at different times. Uh, if I was Brad Smith, I have there's no doubt in my mind that I would definitely not come to America. There's just no way that no, this is the no. right move at this time in a generational disaster that you would come to the place that is literally handling it the worst out of all of the major countries. So great job. I uh, looking f- forward to Seattle Sounders FC return to play. This will be the third start to the season. The second restart, the third start, August 23rd, just over 10 days away at Fartland Timbers. Seattle Sounders play there. That's an interesting one because I think that the crowd gets to Seattle a lot in that venue because it's such a tough place to play. You remove that, suddenly it'll be really interesting. I think that MLS, if you take away America and our inability to handle this, I think that MLS playing in stadiums without fans is going to be very interesting and it will make Houston look like they don't have people there on purpose which will be great <laughs> uh, it, it, very interesting it'll finally so the, give a few teams a, a, an excuse right three matches in seven days eight days I guess Portland at LA and then 
and then at home versus LAFC. That is brutal. That's going to be a really tough stretch there. Seattle Sounders right now in fifth place. It's crazy because for anyone who isn't keeping track of this very well, because it is difficult and a moving target, there was those opening matches before the season got called off. Then there was everybody in MLS, unless you were too sick to play, had to play the first three matches of the MLS's back tournament. Those all count. So those you tally those first numbers up and, the, and then the tournament numbers up. And then restarting again to keep the season moving here on August 23rd. You'll keep going and keep adding all this up to establish where we're at with this crazy, crazy time. I Man, I don't know. With at least with uh, um, with nine teams in each conference, the Sounders currently in fifth place, so not that bad. Uh, but with nine teams in each conference making the playoffs, it seems like the Sounders' streak of never missing the playoffs in MLS history yeah. uh, is pretty safe. Does this count? Like, does this if if your team doesn't do it this year, do you count it in the in the annals of time? It some some. Whatever idiot that was like the sound when the Sounders were in danger of not making it to the MLS's back tournament playoffs, uh, whatever idiot was like the Sounders are at risk of not making the playoffs for their first time in MLS history, like that would not have counted. I think that if you're going to call it the MLS Cup playoffs, and um, regardless of the context or scenario, like yeah, I, I would I would count it. Although I would look back in history and be like that season like even the the winner of like the premier like uh the the winner of this season if it's the sounders or whoever it is i'm gonna say like it, it's such it was such a show right like it doesn't matter right like mm-hmm. it's uh i i don't know I, I i'm not going to um put a lot of stock i mean and, and i don't know if that's just like i was saying earlier i can't be bothered to care about any of it right now you know like it's yeah. it's uh there's so the 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 longer we go in the country that we live in down the path that we're going down uh the less i am finding an escape in sports you know what i mean brandon brandon america only needs one competition this fall and that's presidential election <laughs> that is the competition for will we be an the authoritarian fate of democracy <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, it's the u.s versus fascism november 3rd <laughs> the civil war and not the 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 game played between the two oregon teams but an actual civil war <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true um well, in case you just woke up from a racist nightmare to find out you live in an actual racist timeline, it's TLDL. Too long, didn't listen. Only got one this week, Brandon. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Ref capes. Ref capes.